Sessionable. Uh, welcome everyone to Sessionable. Um, this is isolation session number two. Yeah, it's our second one from the comfort of our own homes without uh, everyone else being in the, in the one room together. So, Yeah, so today we've got me, Adrian, uh, we've got Tom. Hi. Brad. G'day. And Liam. Hey, hey, hey. So, um, before we kick things off with uh, a really stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was this? It it seemed a good idea at the time, but... uh... I think we were really drunk. (laughs) Um, So, a couple of bits of news, uh, because the beer world is still going, uh, fortunately. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Did you guys hear that Ekin has been sold? I did read that, yeah. I didn't hear that. No. I've been so out of the loop. I did not hear that either. Yeah, they they sold to a uh, one of their locals, so it's um they haven't sold to any of the big boys, um and yeah they seem to be pretty happy with how that turned out. Um, the guy seems to care about the brewery and uh yeah the original founder Mike um is moving on. He's oh, been wow. wanting to move to Brisbane for many years, so I think he's yeah been wanting wanting to make sure the brewery is going to be in the right way before he goes. So, yeah. Because they had a bit of um, a bit of concern, was it about a year or so ago? I think they lost a, a pretty valuable tap at an RSL or something, and they were crowded out by the um, by the multinationals. Do you remember seeing that? Okay. Yeah, it was one of the local clubs up uh, yeah. on the freeway. Yeah, and, they, and I think they were a bit worried about what that would do to their bottom line. But um, they've, they've kept going, and they've kept making good beer. So, I've seen their cans are out a lot recently. Yeah, the last couple of years I've seen them, the cans, uh, you know, in, in, in some really good spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other bit of news I have is um, White Bay beer just opened up over in White Bay in yeah. Balmain. Now, this one I did hear about. Yeah, I've seen I've yeah. seen them all yeah, over. I, like, um, I had the beers on media. Saturday. Oh, all right. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. I went to visit uh, Jackson, who's a... Jackson's been on the show before, hasn't he? Yeah, friend yeah, of the show, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, who lives like five minutes around the corner and he picked up some of their beers. So I had their lager, their pale ale, and there was like a limited edition IPA as well. Apparently that's yeah, really like nice. IPA, right? Yeah, IPA was really good. The, the pale ale was very um, Bolter Filter XBA-ish. Um, okay. It was really nice, but it's like definitely, if you're into those XBA styles, it'll... Mm. it'll really tick the boat and um the lager was really good as well i actually really enjoyed the lager um oh, yeah, cool. yeah so all the beers were solid um yeah the pale and the lager are like the core range stuff which is a bit more on the approachable side but still really well done but the ipa yeah. was in like a bigger can in that classic you know steel can with non-fitting label on it sort of a thing yeah, um yeah. but uh and that was very very hot forward and very good. So all three beers were really liked, but the the, the IPA was definitely the most craftiest out of the, out of the three. If yeah, you so- if you sort of got a feel for the brewery and the beers, Liam, and you had to yeah. say they are most like this other Australian brewery, where would you place them? Oh, um, that's a good point. Maybe something like like it reminds me of some of those like Gold Coast or Queensland breweries. Yeah, that can get that balance between craft and converting mainstream people. Like, 
That's what like I was a, thinking immediately as you were saying. Bacon sort of a thing or a new set yeah. or something like that. And I think their beers are, you know, they've got a very good pedigree in the brewery. Um, yeah. You know, like Adam Tripp Smith, who's a guy who started Kegstar and Vale Ale, who was involved in Vale for a while, is one of the owners. Um, uh, Condon as well, right? Yeah, Tim, Tim Condon, who is like, was, I think, most known as sale, the head of sales for, for Bolter but has been around and was like little creatures and stuff like that as well. And then the brew team is pretty stellar as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. Pedigree indeed. Definitely yeah, Dennis from um, formerly of uh, Modus. Yep. And um, Jess uh, formerly of Four Pints, I believe. Was it Pirate Life or Four Pints? Both. Um, I think it might have been both. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So where can, yeah, you, get so... Their, where can you get their stuff? Uh, look, I think at the moment their business model is like they're all at the moment they're all about the the Balmain Peninsula because like White Bay is like Roselle Balmain way. So I think they launched cans on Friday, and they pretty much all sold out. Um, yeah, there might I, be some I, places around Glebe that have it. Yeah, but, I um, heard the Royal Albert got some. So. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm not. I can't remember if they got kegs or cans. I'm, I'm guessing cans. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing right now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I doubt any brewery would be doing kegs at the moment. So Yeah. Unless they pre-ordered it, possibly. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's very much on the peninsula at this stage. And I think they were open for the one day for, for takeaways from the brewery, but it like sold out like in an hour or so. so yeah. Okay. Um, That's good that they're getting the local support there. Well, I think it's very much what's what it's all about because some of the other people involved in the business are like publicans and stuff in the, on the peninsula. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be good to get them on at some point once uh, lockdown's done. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. even before lockdown. Yeah, well, even before lockdown's done. Yeah. The, so, most, the most enduring breweries do tend to focus on their local area first and foremost and get yeah. a real good footing in their local community. So it's a good sign if that's what they're focusing on. Well, I'm pretty sure that Peninsula has the highest like per capita of pubs, you know, for population density anywhere in Australia. I thought you were going to say hipsters for a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are some there are some more hipster places, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Old Marrickville. They do have plans to open up a brew pub, and I think originally it was going to be around June, July, but uh, I, I imagine that's been pushed back a little bit um, due to COVID nineteen. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But I think their business model was very much about cementing like the off prem stuff first before they yeah, sure. opened up for sure. The, yeah. Yeah, that's why they focused on getting that brewery set up yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, any other any news? other news bits? That- um, I saw Filter got their tanks in in Marrickville this week. Nice, nice. Uh, so they got stainless in, so that's coming along um, nice. pretty quickly. Been popping my head in as I, as I was going to work the last few weeks, and the the bar and everything is definitely taking shape, and it's looking pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's nice. going to be a really cool space when that opens up. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is everyone drinking? I am drinking um, a beer that has really taken my interest. Um, probably one of the most unusual beers I've had for some time. It's um, I got an order in delivered from Staves Brewery. Oh, nice. Um, uh, at the end of last week. 
Um, yeah, um, really nice. Um, so, you know, personal touch. It was delivered by Steve personally um, to my front door, which was really nice and had a bit of a chat. It was good. Um, the beer I've got, I've, I've got a section of three different ones, but this one is called Odyssey. It's a black fruited sour. So um, it's got kind of nice um, chocolatey roasted malts in there. Um, it's got actual passion fruit in there. Um, which gives it a nice kind of um, sourness. And then it's kettle soured as well, so it's really nice and tart. And then it's dry hopped with Galaxy. So nice. it's almost like a hoppy sour porter. Um, something really quite different. You don't tend to see many dark sours um, in these neck of the woods, and uh, particularly one that's been dry hopped with Galaxy. So, yeah, it's really nice. The the, the hopping really kind of brings out the fruitiness and, and kind of rounds it out a bit at the end. It's really good. Nice one. Um, I'm having the Mountain Culture Hill People milk, which is a an oat cream neeper. Ooh, um, wow. very fucking good. It's about a month old now, but it's still tasting super fresh, and it's probably going to end up in my top uh, beers of the year. Really, uh, that's how good it is. Yeah. Wow, praise yeah. indeed. It's Where do you guys get your Mountain Culture from? Are you get it uh, direct. I ordered from them direct. Yeah. You can get it through them direct. Uh, I think they Big might Cartel be has some. To, yeah, they, they might be selling to Big Cartel and uh, Bucket Boys as well, possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, their Be Kind Rewind Double Dry Hop IPA is also excellent. That's the one I want to try. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get your hands on the collab they did with Wildflower as well, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't still been able to... easy drinking. still haven't been able to try the Session beer either since Tom recommended that one. No. Hmm. I'm on the Big Cartel website. They've got like five or six of them. Um, I'm having uh, the. Um, I'm having a small batch uh, can actually. What are you having, Tom? Uh, the Melly's Wet Hop Galaxy Sesh. No, oh, I haven't even had that. What's that like? I, it's beautiful. I, I've yeah. I, yeah, I uh, got a four pack of it the other day, and I've this is my last one. Um, it's uh, it's really nice. It's just uh, really it's four point seven. Like it's a you know. Pale ale, session pale, but it's just really, really smashable and just really nice, you know, galaxy hop aroma. Mm. That was uh, Melly's last beer that he brewed for batch. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, gone go. off to start up a new brewery up in Byron Bay. Yeah, well. Yeah, moved yeah. up to Byron. Um, but yeah. So I think that was his one, his one song was the two awesome. wet hop beers. It's, uh, this is beautiful. So. Yeah, lovely. Uh, I'm also having a batch, and I'm having a, a Beastie Boysenberry. Nice. I had some of that as well. That's uh, yeah. really tasty. Which was, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it was originally brewed for the Forest Lodge Hotel. For the, yeah, it was. It was the, the Flodge. Yeah. The, wing, yeah. the wing beer. Yeah. It was indeed. And Not that's the sourest really of their sours, but it's... Oh, it's a uh, lacto sour. Oh, that'll be why then. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So... All right. Do you want to get into this? Yeah, let's get on to the meat of the podcast. All right. Is, um, so last week, we may have mentioned it in passing, uh, the Netflix series Bruise Brothers, and we uh, set each other the task of um, watching the first episode, and now we're going to talk about it. Yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a slightly different episode than we have done before. We're going to talk about... Uh, just one episode of a TV show, and we're going to go into that. Um, you don't, if you haven't watched it, don't worry. Uh, in fact, you're probably better off 
Um, <laughs> we're doing this so you don't have to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So don't 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 worry if you haven't if you haven't seen Bruce Brothers you don't have to you know yeah we'll spoil it but I don't think you really care. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to start with I, I read it, uh, an amazing review of it that I copied for you guys. Um, I think it was from IMDb and it's like it said the characters are extremely annoying. The brother Adam is the most annoying. After two episodes, I had to stop watching because I got extremely angry and just wanted to punch this guy in the face. (laughs) And we'll we'll get into Adam because he's a, yeah, he's a weird unit. Um, um, But yeah, so the the episode starts off with uh, one of those quotes that you see like written on walls in in, um, tacky uh, beer bars and and, and breweries. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think you, you hear... Uh, someone say, well, well um, the you, you see close up on a pouring of a beer and you hear the quote, beer makes you feel the way you ought to feel without a beer. And it's like, okay, okay, cool. That's that's where we're starting at. <laughs> um, uh, and then, we, then we, 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 we sort of come out and we see a uh, man behind the bar and a man sitting at the bar and uh, gets served a beer. And then the man at the bar says, no, I'm actually looking for the accommodator. Um, at this point, I thought he was asking for the Bok. That's what I was like. That's a good yeah, name for a Bok. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah. It's a good name for a Bok, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it turns out it, it's he, he's uh, he, he's confused and he thinks this brewery is actually a uh, sex shop. Yeah, why Why was that? Um, partly because it was called... Was it uh, Rodman's XX Extreme? Yeah, XX Extreme. Yeah. And a lot of the beer names were suggestive as well uh-huh which will be a actually um wrote down some of the beer names that were pretty <laughs> yeah because um, they had like i think in that scene there was like the tap list behind them yeah and there's yeah. like the rod guzzler um <laughs> full mast i think there was a strong out it was just called stiff um <laughs> although tom you did have a very good name for a bock there one was johan sebastian double bock Mm-hmm, that's good. good. Yeah, there was a couple that, of other yeah. good ones as well. Check please, Pilsner, and yeah. uh, Vill- Willem's goes down easy. <laughs> oh, and, and perfect head porter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there um, was Rodman's stiff ale. Yeah, good one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so, that, should, um, that should give an idea of the tone the, of the, the yeah, series, <laughs> basically. But that was so, easy then, pickings, though, right? Silly beer names is easy pickings for yeah, you know, for a beer, a beer brewery based sitcom. Um, so then introduced to the main character, uh, introduces himself as uh, Wilhelm. Um, First cringe changed, of the session, having changed his name legally from Will to Wilhelm in honor of Duke Wilhelm, who instituted the Reinheitsgebot. Um, and, uh, oh, I'm okay, guys, give it to me. I'm, 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 I'm I can take it. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I thought you were going to start making fun of me at this point. No, it, I just love the fact they dropped the puny law within the first minute of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I thought that would have grabbed me in, but it just pushed me away even further. Well, cause it felt so like surface level. Like it wasn't yeah. actually, uh, it just felt like a, a not very good joke about, you know, it's like the first thing that you comes up when you Google beer facts. <laughs> yeah, it's character establishment. That's it, what it's doing. It just, it's it, it is character establishment, but it's it's felt very forced. Um, like whole, a lot of this show, the whole thing felt very forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So then uh, we're introduced to another one of our um, uh, main cast. Um, so uh, Chewy, uh, who's one <laughs> of the staff members. I'm not sure what he does at the brewery. Um, rolls a keg out, and this this bit made me very angry. He wasn't wearing covered shoes. <laughs> but isn't that like I noticed that? I, I got angry because they were using empty kegs and pretending to be full. But <laughs> I, I was just angry because if, if you're around a keg and you're not wearing covered shoes, that's very dangerous. It's not good work health, work, work, uh, workplace health and safety. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just very unbelievable because it's only brewery owners that walk around breweries with no shoes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like out of everything. That's what made you angry, Tom. That's awesome. <laughs> it's classic Chewy, though, isn't it? Classic Chewy. Classic, classic <laughs> as we're about to learn. Um, so Chewy asks to take uh, some beer to a tasting, um, which is, I think, just him getting drunk with mates. And uh, Will's like, yeah, of course, you can do that. And uh, But he's stopped by another one of our cast members, um, Sarah, the ex-MMA fighter, who also works at the brewery. That, that whole MMA um, subplot backstory thing was just... So unnecessary. Know. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it, Unless they use it in a future episode. But yeah. it's, it's, they it might. A bit. Yeah. Um, it's probably this, just going to involve is... her beating up various men, I would think. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, this is probably where my favourite joke, or one of my favourite jokes of the whole thing happens. Um. When uh, you, it, it cuts to Will's dog, Friar Lucas, and he's just been drinking beer and he's like drunkenly trying to pour himself more beer, and it's a very cute dog, and I really enjoyed that bit. <laughs> Even your dog's day drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the best bit of the whole episode. Yeah. I think the dog is the best thing about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, um, it's a very cute dog. Very cute dog. I'm just um, looking at my so- notes, and my one note was Friar Lucas is the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big dog, right? It's like a Saint Bernard. Yeah, yeah. it's a Saint Bernard. Yeah, yeah. And then we meet our final uh, sort of uh, cast member, like the main main cast. Um, we hear the most obnoxious, like person tasting beer and just doing that thing where they're just naming flavors, uh, and it, it was. I'm just watching it, going, "Oh God, oh God," um, and it turns out. Uh, it's Will's brother, Adam. Oh, big, big gasp. Um, Whose nickname is Oxy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because oxidation ruins everything and Adam ruins everything. Oh, there we That's go. The, yeah, yeah. I, I missed that part. That's oh, okay. Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. Well, there, now you got it. So This is yeah. why you have to watch it twice, guys, because you missed <laughs> the first time around. <laughs> In my defense, I, it was so bad that I drank extra that night just to try to forget it. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, this, like, early, early before this part of the episode, I was thinking that Will was just like the most insufferable beer nerd character uh, stereotype on, on screen I've ever seen. And then this guy comes in and you're like, oh, oh. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's good though because it does it does get across the you know that there are different grades of beer nerd in the beer world. It's like you think you know the nerdiest person ever, and then you meet his mate who's like another step up in terms of beer nerdiness. Yeah, the thing is, like, I thought they were just gonna like have a whole bit about wanky 
beer nerds and him paying the fuck out of them. And that would have been funny, but it was just his brother. And that was shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we go back and we go into their backstory. Uh, so we have a flashback. Oh, um, I had so much problems with this, this whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> so many problems, but I'll, I'll, I'll interject a bit later. <laughs> I, can feel, I can feel you seething on the other end of the line. <laughs> um, so the flashback, uh, Establishes that uh, both Adam and Will they were they were adopted uh, by hop farmers in the Yakima Valley. Um, at which point, the uh, um, Will chooses to give a fact about the Yakima Valley, and then uh, Sarah makes fun of him for saying the fact. And it just felt like the show was punishing itself for for having the fact in there. It was just like. You're, you don't have to put this fact in there and then say it's bad that someone says it. I don't know. It was just a, it was, it was weird. I didn't like it. Um, and uh, their, their origin story is that they were, uh, as kids, they learned to homebrew um, and they became really good at it. And, uh, you know, they won a beer contest um, with their beers, but at the last minute, Will had switched the beers out. Um, Adam realized and got very angry and then they, um, went their separate ways and never spoke to each other again. So my first issue with that whole bit was, like, all right, I know they're kids, but he, they call him Oxy because he oxidizes shit, yet they're bottling their homebrew with a funnel and a ladle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst way to get oxidization of all time. Um, I just love how, like, I don't know what they've got against, like, Oregon in this thing, but there's, like, everything that's, like, in Oregon is this bumfuck nowhere. Like, Yakima is, like, one of the biggest hop-growing regions in the world, and they're, like, homebrew comps, like, held in a barn. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> and two kids win it. Like, it's very... Yeah, yeah. 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 It's very implausible, guys. <laughs> and, then, and then he drinks the beer, and I was like, that's not legal. Like... You know, but he, and he's in front of a whole audience. That, that seems weird. Um, anyway. So my issues are about oxidization and Tom's issues is uh, poor, poor health and safety in the brewery and underage and drinking. Underage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, um, so then we, uh, we, we, we come back to the present um, and uh, we... Uh, um, Chewy and Sarah convince Will... Um, to bring Adam on board because uh, he makes good beer um, by Will's own admission. And uh, he, he gives in and um, uh, Adam immediately wants to change the entire brewery and he wants to strip it all back and have people meditate on the beer. And it felt very um, uh, like a comment on a lot of those, like uh, especially like a few of the breweries I went to in like New York and that area where it's like nothing. It's just like, a bar, some taps, and then like tiles and chairs, and that's it. Yeah, and that seemed like yeah. the, what they it, were. It, it, it reminded me of um, Cloudwater in Manchester, where it's literally like they're playing yogi music, and <laughs> in, in the to- when you go to the toilets, they're playing like motivational speeches, and it's just so fucking bizarre. What? <laughs> it is so weird. Never heard of that. It is <laughs> like I've like, never heard that before. I love their beers, but it's probably the least my least favorite brewery experience. Where, where was in, it? In in Manchester, in Cl- Cloudwater. Oh bloody hell! They're, really? They're kind of brew pub. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, see, like, it, it, 
in a weird way, like in Bermondsey. In a weird way, like that. In a weird way, that character is like the most like CBC beer hipster of all time. But they could have like played that up. They did play it up, but they didn't like make fun of him for it. It's just there, like yeah. That's what I don't know. That just I found really annoying. He but. said a line actually that that stuck with me a bit, and I don't know about you guys, but I found that on on my beer journey, I, I got really enthusiastic really early, and I kind of went through my insufferable beer nerd phase quite. Early. Oh, we all yeah, I definitely did that as and well. And then kind of then you kind of you know plateau no, and, and then yeah. and then you drop off a bit, and you you know you, you realize that it's you know don't have to take everything so seriously and it's more about the enjoyment than the collecting different beers and he said a line um, that said what matters most is making the perfect beer everything else is immaterial and that sort of stuck with me because i think yeah there was a point in my beer journey where i i thought that too so i would go to pubs and the only thing i was i was concerned about was the quality of the beer they were serving mm-hmm. um, yeah so it was either whether there was new new experience new beer to drink um and you know it could have been the most horrible environment to sit in it could have been you know really difficult to get to or you know no sort of atmosphere whatsoever and it didn't matter to me what mattered was that the beer was good and yeah i just yeah i thought that was quite telling uh i think a lot of my cringe factor when it comes to adam the, as a character <laughs> And will as well, to be honest, is that I, I probably see a bit too much of myself in both of them. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're a lot like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been ripping into me tonight, Brad. <laughs> Particularly the edging. <laughs> the well, we're, not condi- that, we're not at that point yet. <laughs> the bottle condition stays on. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favourite. Anyway, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that in a sec. Um, but uh, and and kind of on that uh, th- that note of like being that uh, Adam being that be a nerd that you know you used to be, um, we get to a point now where uh, two women walk into the bar and they each ask for a Stella and a Bud Light, and Adam just rips into them and and is very rude. He spits on the floor and says, "You know, have that. That'll taste like Bud Light." Um, <laughs> he says, "Yeah," and when. When um, uh, Will's like, you can't turn people away. And he goes, they asked for Stella and Bud Light. They were barely people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty good line. Like, you go, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, and again, I definitely saw a bit of myself in that. Uh, <laughs> was that when the um, awakening happened, was it, Tom? Yeah. Uh, and then there was another very funny line here. Um, where Will goes, you, you know, you can't turn, you know, you want to serve everyone a beer um, regardless of their beer preference, their gender, their creed, their, you know, sexuality, their religion. That's the German way. And uh, Sarah goes, no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was probably my favourite joke of yeah. the whole thing. See, like, um, when we talk back about it, it actually had some good jokes. It was just the delivery was just yeah, it must so be delivery. Yeah. shit. We're yeah. much funnier. I think that my, my problem is, yeah, that a lot of the characters don't didn't they, they don't feel like real characters, they feel like caricatures, and it's that kind of sitcom. So it's you know that that that's fine, but then also just the the tone is really inconsistent. Like there's some yeah. very funny jokes, and then there's some just real fucking clunkers. Mm. Um, I find it really weird. It's it's kind of like this play on beer geeks, and and like you say, dropping the you know the 
um, phraseology that only only big geeks would would really recognise. And then it's just interspersed with grot and you know real seedy type humour. It's a really strange balance. I thought. Throughout. Yeah, well, we're, we're about to get into that. So. Swings from one to the other. It's really odd. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then. Um, uh, and then, and then there's sort of, I think, sort of the thesis statement of the show comes out in this point, um, where Will, <laughs> Will and Adam are arguing about, you know, what kind of, uh, what, what, what brewing should be about, and Will's talking about his German brewing background and like how he, you know, went around Germany and learned how to brew, and um, Adam makes fun of uh, him getting gonorrhea and, you know, partying with monks, and then um, Adam, uh, Will makes fun of Adam's brewing degree, which Adam corrects him. He goes, you mean my Masters of Agricultural Chemistry and Zimogy? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's that's pretty much what the show is trying to set up, is, is the that dichotomy like between the two characters. Um, and we see that a bit later on as well. But, like, when you, yeah, like, again, when you talk about it, on paper, that actually could have been very, very good. I agree. It's I like, agree. you know, the whole, like, classic brewery, look, you know, Reinhardt revolt. It, but maybe it gets versus... better. Like, yeah, I think you know, I think we've been unkind on the first episode. I do. No, it's... Yeah, it's, but... It's, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty, um, it's pretty irredeemable. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the rest of the series out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> you can report on it in the, on, on subsequent episodes. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know if it gets Well, I don't know if you guys saw, but on a few people, le- or uh, at least one person left a message on our Facebook encouraging us to w- finish watching the season. Yeah, yeah. so we, 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 we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, so, a friend of the show, uh, James Davidson, um, pre- previous guest on the show. Uh, Multiple yeah. guests, yeah. Yeah, multiple times. He um he he commented, and I, I, it seems like he's been looking for things to do in uh, in isolation because um yeah, he, him and his partner have watched all of Bruce Brothers, uh, and he says yes, it is awful, but there are some redeeming moments in later episodes. Yeah, I think that's what um, we're we're, we're realising, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to watch it. Neither. <laughs> Another thing that really annoyed me. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Like every time they pour a beer. They manually pour half a beer and then turn around and serve a perfectly poured full beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's like tea. that's like filmy. You know, you can't. No, but it was, it was really bad. Like the opening shot, he's like throttling the tap, and it's like foam city, and then turns around to this like perfectly poured beer. And the thing is, like, you could have made a joke about that, but it just falls so flat. And I don't know if it was meant to be on purpose or not. They could have just trained the actor to pour a beer, but um. I don't know. It was just really bad. I didn't even notice. <laughs> you know, I, I I just thought of this, and I reckon it would have made the show marginally funnier if they used canned laughter. Mm. Like I I hate canned laughter, but this is the type of show that needs it. That's actually that's a good point. This is this is the kind of sitcom that you could use canned laughter. Yeah. It definitely had the tone uh, for it. Yeah, it definitely feels like a you know Big Bang Theory. Like mm. um, that's it. It is. It's Big Bang Theory, but in the brewery. Yeah, but but for beer nerds, not like you're right. Nerds. It, it, it yeah. is Big Bang Theory, but it's trying to be Silicon Valley. That's that's the okay. Yep, right? yep, yep. I I I, uh, I like that. Um, I just said shit. Actually, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get the sort of the central tension of the episode, which is a uh, man walks in, he asks for a recommendation of a beer. And then he like serves them their rent notice, being like you're three months overdue. 
you need to pay or we're going to kick you out. Um, so that sort of sets up like, uh, what do we do? That sort of thing. Uh, and at this point, I think um, uh, Adam asks, uh, how do you say you're fucked in German? And Chewie <laughs> walks past and goes, du bist gefickt. And it, yeah. Was um, that correct, Tom? Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> you know, the accent wasn't great, but... Uh, Pronunciation's a bit off, but yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, so yeah, so then, uh, and then another, another good line, um, uh, where, um, Will asks Chewie what his favorite beer is. Uh, Chewie goes, oh, I can run down to Angel City and grab it if you want. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that one. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. Because yeah. Angel City is like an actual brewery and I'm pretty sure they filmed part of it in Angel City as well. That's what, um, yeah, that, that's what, uh, James said in his, uh, comment, um, yeah. Um, and then we get my least favorite part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> I just really hate these guys, the super gross, horny hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have to say, so they kind of drive in on a food truck. Yeah. I quite like the food truck. Kids menu. Yeah. And that is a fucking genius. I idea. had this written down as well. I was like, that is a super cool idea for a food truck. <laughs> I mean, it would never fly in Australia, but like, Elsewhere, where, which has more lax, you know, um, laws about naming things. Yeah. That is a great idea for yeah, a food truck. Absolutely. I don't see why you couldn't do that here. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I guess kids are allowed in breweries. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the food truck doesn't sell um, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be fine. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, there's a whole thing about how they don't like deodorant because it has... Um, aluminium in it, like, and then they don't wear pants either while they're in the. I was a sport about the fact that that guys taking a shit. Well, that comes a bit later, but uh, yeah, that was um, that was pretty gross. (laughs) Yeah, that made me feel Um, ill. Yeah, but this is where I think my favorite part of the episode is, like, the bit that actually had me. uh, I I had to pause it because I was laughing so much. This is one of my favorite visual gags I've ever seen. When he's when when um the chick is like helping the guy up and he's like you see his ass and he's like it's starting to spread and then it cuts to a shot of like grain pouring into the mash tun and it looks like diarrhea. <laughs> I didn't. And I it's didn't like I, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. The no, match cut is like it's it's the way it's framed. It looks like someone shitting when the grain's going into the the mash tun. And it just, like, look, it could have been an accident. And if it was, amazing. <laughs> but I cracked up. I thought it was so fucking funny. It's the best match cut since 2001 of Space Odyssey. Oh, <laughs> big gold by Tom. <laughs> Praise indeed. Wow. You glossed over one of my favourite um, visual gags earlier on when they uh, they put the dartboards in a in a strange place. <laughs> they put I, the, they, I enjoyed that one. They yeah, put them good. against the banisters and there were people sat on tables behind the banisters. So everyone was <laughs> throwing the darts and hitting the people behind the dartboard. I, I, thought, that was, that. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> but the whole like food truck not parking properly and running late is... Was very apt, I thought as well. I did that. You'd have flashbacks, Liam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we have uh, the distributor arrives, um, and I don't know. Have any of you guys watched the league, the TV yes. show? Well, this yeah. is the same people that made the league, or well, one of the guys. Really? Yeah. So it's yeah. actually it's actually his brother. 
Um, okay. So the guy who made the, the guy who started Brews Brothers uh, is his brother was the guy who started the league, who's um, still an executive producer on Brews Brothers, so he's still part of the. But yeah, he should um, be more involved because the league's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, and so yeah, so this is um, Stephen Ranazzisi from the league. Uh, who is also notorious for being the stand-up comedian who lied about uh, being at the World Trade Center on 9-11. So, you know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, I did not know that. <laughs> he, I, have, uh, I have seen him in other things, like, yeah. I haven't <laughs> since that came out, basically. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, and then we have a really cringeworthy scene where Adam uh, sits down with the distributor. The distributor thinks he's interviewing the brewery and Adam starts interviewing the distributor and being just a massive douchebag and seeing like what pubs are going to serve the beer. Um, I think it was the blind cow and the um, local peasant were the names of the, the places. <laughs> I, I like those names. I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> uh, and he started asking about the, the food menus at the places and then um, uh, told the distributor that, Oh, I don't think this is going to work out. Um, and, uh, the distributor gets really upset and um, uh, is like, well, I'm not going to buy any beer. And um, it looks like everything's uh, everything's fucked. Um, so Will kicks him out and says, you know, I'm never to see you again. Um, but then it's revealed that Adam actually has nowhere else to go. This is uh, um, uh, sort of his last, uh, last place to go because he fell out with the entire Portland beer industry. <laughs> Which is not surprising. <laughs> well, think about how insufferable you've got to be to be too insufferable for Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's up there, though. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, he was too hipster for Portland. Yeah, um, he really was. So we see a, a a flashback to him at the like, hokiest-looking beer convention I've ever seen. This is what I'm talking about. They've got some beef with Portland, with Oregon, because, like, yeah. or Pacific Northwest, because Yakima's, like, Washington, right? Yeah. And then you've got, like, the Portland beer scene, which is, has, what, the, like, one of the highest per capita breweries per population, and then it's pretty sure the same like barn... like a cheap open mic night. Like... No, it was, I'm pretty sure they filmed it in the same barn they shot the homebrew <laughs> from the Yakima Valley. Very possibly. Um, if you're going to take the piss out of the beer scene, though, then Portland's an obvious shot, though, right? Yeah, Portland or Brooklyn or Bend or, you know, yeah. The entire of the US, basically. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, we, but you didn't him... discuss why he got us a from Portland. That was pretty good. Well, it started out with him talking smack about IPAs, being like, I can't believe there are IPAs in this competition, which is ridiculous. Um <laughs> And uh, everyone booed him. So he brewed an IPA and laced it with hallucinogens. And uh, everyone, um, uh, there was this, this uh, wacky drug sequence where he just got the head of a yak. Um, and it just felt yeah. like a, a Carlton um, ad campaign, really. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, that would have been awesome being part of that whole uh... yeah yeah i was like where do i get this hallucinogenic ipa <laughs> yeah because I, I would fucking drink that in a heartbeat and as if the people in portland wouldn't fucking love that yeah exactly like, yeah. like <laughs> it's just regular regular portland right there he did have a pretty good line when they're all tripping and he's got the yak's head on and he's like you can't see me but i'm giving you all the finger I actually <laughs> yeah, <it> was... 
Um, and th- so we go from that, like, you know, pretty funny scene, and there's some good stuff in there, to uh, this bit where he- Adam moves into Will's bedroom and he starts talking about his, like, masturbatory habits <laughs> with his brother. It's super weird. Like, it's so weird. It's really weird. And I don't really want to go into it too much, except no, that don't. there is a great line that comes with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is it the one I'm thinking of? I think it might be, Brad. Do you want to say it? <laughs> is it the bit where he, where he goes, um, where he's, 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 he's talking about how he, you know, um, edges himself to the point of no return? Um, and it kind of cuts away and cuts back to him again, and he's and they're both in the room, and he's and he's sort of talking, and he goes, "You know what? I can hear you." And he goes, "Yeah, that's all part of it." <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the line I was thinking of. <laughs> that was, was thinking of is how he, he describes uh, how his 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 jeers at the end of the month is like a bottle conditioned saison, frothy and rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Almost ruined saisons for me. <laughs> I have a depot in the fridge, and that I just can't drink it now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it does that kind of sums up the whole um, teenage humor tone. Yeah, of, of this episode and possibly the whole series. It does swing wildly. I think you know it, it goes yeah. from sort of you know zero to. 100% crude in a space of a very short amount of time and it's weird it's almost like two different types of sitcom in one it is it, that, that's what i'm saying like it's just tonally inconsistent and that's probably my big it's my biggest problem with it i had made myself watch all through the credits cuz i needed someone to blame for this and i found who i'm going to blame <laughs> the guy by the name of carl bitner who was credited as the brewery consultant and so i googled him and (laughs) he was the ceo of a brewery called iron triangle brewery which shut down i'm pretty sure where most of the filming was done as well yeah this motherfucker tanked a brewery and then got his film buddies to film in it and then consulted in it and did a very bad job (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right well it's all his fault um, okay, so that's not the end of the episode. Um, so let's 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 wrap this up, Tom. <laughs> um, so now we 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 get to it. Uh, Sarah's convinced the distributor to come back in a few weeks, um, as long as the brewery has a brand new beer for him. Um, Adam and Will argue with each other as to what to brew. Uh, you know, Will says, "What about a lager?" And Adam's like, "No, it tastes too long." And Adam goes, "What about a Rauch Porter?" And Will's like, "No, it smokes too risky." Well, I thought the German in in Will would be fine with it, but you know, whatever. Um, the Q probably Ralph, my Ralph favorite. order isn't isn't too traditional though. No, it's, yeah, yeah. The Q, my favorite line in probably the whole thing from Chewy, classic Chewy. He goes, and this this should probably become the tagline for our podcast. By the way, it says <laughs> he says, "Wait, there's different kinds of beers." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. he All went right, to a fucking yeah. brewery. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually unclear whether or not he works for the brewery. Or he just well, hangs I don't think he knows. Um, yeah. Wasn't yeah. there another bit yeah. where you go, like, do you work here? And he's like, uh... And, they were, and, and he, he looks at Will. And he's like, yeah, you do. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I work here. Like, 
Um, yeah. So the brothers agree to compete with each other and, and try and see who brews the best IPA. Um, and we, we well, there's a montage of them brewing and yeah, brewing you know, montage. Don't underestimate that. There was a brewing montage in this Tom. And um, yeah, and the brewing montage. Adam in brewing his IPA, he's smelling cinnamon sticks and oranges and very strange things to put into IPAs, but whatever. Um, and then Will's just literally just like throwing hops at the kettle from, you know, a hundred meters away. Uh, and it's all very, um, you know, uh, played up, but yeah, there's it was a brewing montage, you know, using a, a baseball bat to stir his mash yeah. <laughs> and, and then dropping it into the mash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we, after the brewing montage and a few bits and pieces, uh, it's the day of the big event. The the, the distributor's coming in uh, and the brothers, um, as is in their nature, get into a fight uh, in the brewery. They're, you know, throwing bits of foam at each other and, and, and wrestling and um, Will gets uh, uh, Friar uh, Lucas um, to come and help him and he starts licking Adam and... Brings Adam to orgasm. A, a yeah. twenty-nine day premature ejaculation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So unnecessary. It really was. Um, yeah. and there's yeah, talking about unnecessary. Then the food trucks there, but the guys on the toilet in the food truck taking a dump while cooking. Yeah, yeah, and then. Then he starts fucking his girlfriend outside the truck. Yeah, that this whole this whole bit is just it. It, it just felt like crude for crude's sake, but not like funny crude. Mm. Yeah, it's like you just got a guy to climax in a brewery by a dog licking him. Do you really need to have a couple fucking right after it? I think um, from the crude crudeness angle, I probably could have put up with the toilet humor stuff if they didn't have the sex stuff as well i think you know it's just like you yeah. say it just feels like they're trying to throw in as much crudeness as they can mm-hmm. yeah but like the crudeness has to do something to the storyline like yeah it, exactly it's just written poorly it's just there for the sake of being there yeah um so then we we get to the uh the moment of truth and the distributors tasting the beers and it's all very tense and silent and then Chewie screams at his phone um, because he's watching a recorded game and someone scored a goal. And it was like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, and uh, good news. It turns out the distributor loves one of the two beers, um, which turns out to be Will's beer. But, uh-oh, Adam <laughs> pissed in it. Cliffhanger. <sighs> What are they going to do? How are they going to recreate it? He doesn't have that much piss. End of the episode. Yeah, yeah it was a weak finish. Yeah. Yeah, just like um, Adam you with may, dog. You might say piss week. Uh, uh, you should write for that show. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah. I'm backing up my theory that the show was actually pretty well written. It was just ruined by like actors and producers. I feel like it's like, well, instead of the brewery, so like dudes like breweries, let's put heaps of sex jokes in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Could have worked. I wonder what the rating is online for this show. Not good. Yeah. Um, 
can can I point out that Adam has both Hitchhiker's Guide and Crying of Lot 49 tattoos, which is like, you, you just, I know you're trying to make a wanky character, but that's just extra wanky. <laughs> You've just gone too far. <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering, like, is that the character's tattoos or the actor's tattoos? It might be the actor's tattoos. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I, I don't actually know that ta- uh, that character, but yeah. That's currently averaging a 4.8 on IMDb. Oh, out of 10? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's higher than I would have expected. But yeah. yeah. Um, any any other last notes, guys? Um, so is the consensus that uh, Brad's the only one who's going to keep watching it? I mean, I'm not going to keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am either. <laughs> Brad, if you want to keep watching it and... Check in with us with an update next week. <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, I will take one for the team. Nice one. <laughs> Actually, I had I had one more point I wanted to add, and it has anyone seen a movie called Waiting? No, it's got like oh, Ryan Reynolds in it, and then yeah, like we know of it. Yeah, and it's kind of like what this is trying to be, but like for like waiters and chefs. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've, I've seen waiting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this should have been, but for breweries, but it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I have seen it. I've just, um, I've I can just also up. recommend drinking buddies, which is a completely different tone. It's more of like a comedy drama. It's by Joe Swanberg. Who's like, um, that's a mumblecore, right? Like, yeah, it's a mumblecore movie. Yeah. So that's what does I that mean? Yeah. It's um it's set it's set uh well the main characters work in the same brewery, uh but it's almost peripheral to the story, so it's actually pretty good. Um and it's got Anna Kendrick and Olivia Wilde and Jake yep. Johnson and yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so Mumblecore Leam is like a genre of film where it's like loosely scripted and it's all like pretty like not a lot happens, um, but it's all really about like the character interaction. Like, okay. The plot's sort of secondary. It's more about these characters, and there's a you know a bunch of like, um, uh, yeah, looks sort of loosely scripted, um, like some sometimes improvised, very okay. naturalistic, low budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Are there any other like beer movies or TV shows that you'd recommend instead? Like that's always a good thing to do. Did anyone ever watch? Um, there was that Dogfish Head like sort of reality show sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brew, Brewmasters, right? Brewmasters, is that it? No, was that yeah, the Brewdog I, one? Yeah, I think I thought I thought it was Brewmasters. Yeah. Brewmasters, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brewmasters. I didn't watch that. That was pretty good. That was good. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. That was fun. Yeah, that was very short lived, though, right? Yeah, I think it was quite short lived. But um, yeah. there was six episodes, so I kind of want to. I kind of want to track down the Michael Jackson Beer Hunter episodes. I'm, I'm sure they're out there in the internet. I've never seen them. I've, yeah. I've looked for them. I haven't found them. Um, okay. Maybe they're not out there. Yeah. So apparently, Brewmasters was cancelled due to pressure from a large beer company who threatened to pull advertising. I did read um, this. Yeah. Every channel. Yeah. So it was like maybe InBev threatened to pull advertising to the station because they didn't like because at that point, Dogfish Head was an independent brewery. Yeah. All right. Um, how about we take a quick break and then get into some, some isolation recommendations? Sounds good. Nice. All right. Sessionable. All right, we're back. We're uh, back. What's everyone? What's everyone drinking now? Um, so I've I've changed to another batch beer. Um, <laughs> I'm on the Mole Poblano chocolate chili stout. 
Ah. Um, you would hate it, Adrian. Oddly enough, I don't really hate Chilean beer. It's just Chilean food. I don't hate Chilean food. I just get affected by it a lot. This one's got it, a hate to okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually usually in beer, it doesn't affect me as much as when you add that much in Depends food. on how it's used. Yeah. Um, this is delicious, though. I it's got It's got a really nice hate to it. Uh, I've seen some people complain saying it's too hot. That's that's how you know it's it's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on another mountain culture, so I'm on the <laughs> I'm on the back to Cali, which is the limited edition West Coast IPA, Ooh. and it gets the it get it gets the Adrian thumbs up. Yeah, because you are you are a bit of a West Coast fan, aren't you? Yeah. Who yeah. isn't? Hmm. It's this true. is where I I, re- I regret us not sitting in the same room together because you can't have it. Very, it's very, I want um, some of Adrian's West Coast IPA. Yeah. <laughs> very clean. It's That's a bit of a no no at the moment as well, Brad. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, D- DJ and his brew team have gotten uh, the IPAs down pat. So hmm. um, yeah, check out their website, and if they come up, if they come out with something exciting. Uh, get on it. They need to increase their distribution. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think they're only really doing this um, uh, delivery thing or you know online order thing because of COVID nineteen. And take advantage of it right now. Because what's the minimum order? The I don't think there is a minimum, minimum okay. order, but um, it's minimum four pack. So I guess yeah. four cans is the minimum order. Cool, but it's um. I think it was like ten dollars delivery to Sydney, so yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm on the I'm on another Staves beer, keeping the trend of uh, sticking, sticking with the same brewery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking their Cabin Fever uh, Wet Hop Ale, which is lovely. It's um a wet hop ale. Staves has been like flying under the radar, but kicking some fucking hectic goals for the last year and a half. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, this is, the cans are just like the silver cans, um, and they've got like a handwritten sticky label on them, um, and they don't even have like the full name of the beer written on them either. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. But yeah, I mean, yeah, everything I've ordered so far is great. Um, I've also ordered a can of the. Ava D double dry hopped hazy IPA, which I've not tried yet, so I'm looking forward to trying that. And there's some interesting stuff on the uh, on the website as well. Um, they've even got a holy mole uh, Mexican chocolate milk stout. As well. Oh, so you were the staves, is it? Staves, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. That just That's sounds a... ooh, so far up my alley, Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the beer you're drinking right now. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it's yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I'm having a Wildflower St. Florence Gamay edition. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Which oh, one? Wait, which Gamay? Uh, Swinging Bridge. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I, really love, I really love the Ravensworth one. Oh, I had that the other night. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, well, it's like, I like that one because it's more like a wine than a beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wildflower has a lot of... Uh, wine-based beers at the moment, or wine-included beers. So there's a couple with some Chardes and some Sem and a few other, like red and white varietals. But, yeah, 
I think I just yeah. I didn't order. I think I might have talked about last episode, and I got like basically one of everything that had grapes in it, and I've just been making my way through it. Mate, you know, I I love my wine beer hybrids. So. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say I think so far the um the white wine ones I have enjoyed more than the reds, but this uh this gamay is fucking lovely. Yeah, I think um it it would probably be out by the time I release this, but the Zabibo is coming out on Wednesday. Yeah, I was reading about that, and that was my favorite beer of theirs from the last couple of years. So I'm really excited about them coming out with that again. Um, yeah, that they are doing so because of the bushfires and a lot of the smoke taint in a lot of the wineries. They've they're actually partnering partnering up with Ravensworth to do a huge series of wine beer hybrids because apparently um, the smoke taint doesn't come out when you do this kind of co-fermentation thing that they're doing. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. That's a yeah. good, good thing to do then. Yeah, so they're kind of in, a, I, I think it's like a 50% partnership with Ravensworth to do these beers. So hopefully they start coming out maybe like towards the end of the year or next year or something, uh, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I, d- I just got an email this week with uh, what's in the next collective release of this and pretty exciting stuff in that as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Mm. Um, should we get on to some isolation recommendations? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm racking my brain because we recommended a whole lot in the last episode. Yeah. What's um? Well, we'll keep it short. Like, what's some stuff you've been consuming from the past couple of weeks? I'll go. I'll go with another uh, TV recommendation. Um, I'm halfway through the series uh, Normal People. Ah, okay which is a rather wonderful drama. It's something a, a little bit different. It's not particularly action-packed. Uh, it's um, a bit of a tearjerker, in all honesty. Um, the premise is two, two young Irish um, uh, school friends who uh, the, the girl's a bit of an outcast. Uh, the boy is plays in the, the Gaelic football team and um, is, a, is seen as a bit of a stud at the school. Um, his mum works as a cleaner for the girl's family. Um, and that's how their paths kind of cross outside of school. Um, they fall for each other, um, but keep it a secret from everybody at school. Um, and it's basically about how complex young love can be. Um, he sort of gives her the, the brush off and then they meet again a bit later on in, in university. Um and yeah, it's just very well shot, very well written. The acting is superb. You really do believe that these two um, characters are desperately in love. The music is just fantastic. The way that the the score goes along with the um, yeah, with the way that it's shot is just fabulous. Um, so yeah, I would thoroughly recommend it. So great, that's great bit of cinematography. Stan, right. It is on Stan over here. That's yeah. right. Yes, it's a my, BBC um, production, but BBC and Hulu, I think, produced it. But yeah, it's on Stan. Yeah, yeah. My so brother was talking off, about this. He said it's really yeah. good. Yeah, based off a novel by Sally Rooney, I believe, um, mm. which I haven't read, but it's come highly recommended from many, many sources. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading slash watching that. One. Not the sort of thing I would normally watch, but I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Um, while we're in the TV shows, there, there is one, so I finished watching Glow on Netflix, which is great. Um, 
I've started watching The Last Dance. I was just about to say that. The, yeah, have you been watching it? The Chicago Bulls um, documentary. I haven't watched today's ones yet. Yeah, I think that's going to do once we finish yeah. up with this as well. Yeah, so they're instead of doing the, like the regular Netflix model of releasing everything at the same time, they're doing two episodes a week. I think that's because it's and, not a Netflix uh, yeah, outside so of Australia. It, so. It's a co-production between Netflix ESPN. and ESPN. And I think it's actually airing on ESPN concurrently. So they're doing two episodes a week. Uh, it's about the Bulls team of 98 or 97, 98, I think. Mm. Um, and they're going for a second three-peat. And it's kind of, it's well established that it's going to be the last year that Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman are going to be together as and Phil Jackson are going to be together in part, as part of this team. And it's fucking great. It's like, in terms of sports documentaries, I think US and ESPN in, in particular mm, yep. just do a fucking great job of it. And it's even, it's like, this is better than a lot of, like probably most 30 for 30 uh, documentaries that I've seen, especially since it's like a 10-parter. So you really get to see the whole history of that amazing bulls dynasty um and yeah it's it's like it's kind of no holds barred there's a lot of swearing in it that you kind of you know you you, you don't really you didn't really see in documentaries back then and yeah i'm i'm loving it um i i grew up in that kind of era of michael jordan you know being the best player of all time and him just blowing everyone's minds. Is, so, the doc- is the documentary, was it shot back then or is it like a retrospective documentary so, that's been released now? What's the, what's the deal? It's kind of both. Um, during that season, the the Bulls gave kind of unprecedented access to journalists to kind of film all this footage, but then it was never released because Michael Jordan wouldn't allow it. Huh. But like recently, he's, he's changed his mind and he's gone, oh, let's fucking do it. And they've caught up with a whole bunch of these characters, including Michael Jordan, and interviewed them today. And you know, looking back at that that time, and yeah, it's really well put together. Yeah, the the fashion alone is is worth it. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, like I I was going to recommend it as well. I've been watching it, and um, it it's good because it doesn't like it doesn't make Michael Jordan have to be this God. Like it actually shows him doing some pretty shitty things. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's very honest. But the one of last week's episodes was basically around Dennis Rodman and it was fucking amazing. Cause that guy is so yeah. crazy. And that was so, it was unbelievable. But yeah, it's actually really cool because like, I, I love, I loved Dennis Rodman back then. Yeah. I, I've got like a new respect for him seeing that whole like his whole story or like his backstory well his connections yeah. to north korea sort of lost a lot of respect for me but um yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um he's he's a really interesting character um, um speaking of sports documentaries uh i recommended last episode um uh, a series on the seattle mariners by uh sb nation and they released a new episode uh, the other day um, on Ichiro Suzuki, uh, and it's oh, yeah. really good. Ichiro is great. Yeah, um, so I, I do recommend. Uh, I'll, I'll recommend that again. I guess the um, 
Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes this time. Yeah, the SB Nation uh, series on um, the Seattle Mariners. The first episode is called uh, This Is Not an Endorsement of Arson. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's very funny. I, I do recommend uh, uh, watching it. It's uh, even, even if you know nothing about baseball, don't care about baseball. Um, my mum's enjoying it and she couldn't, you know, doesn't really care about baseball. So um, it's just really funny and, and well put together. Um, uh, I've also been, um, I've been going back and binging a TV show that I used to watch when it was on. And then I stopped watching. Um, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sort of, getting back into it. So um it's the um it's Marvel's Agents of Shield, Shield, the um okay, yeah. the tie-in TV show to the Marvel uh, cinematic universe which had like a the first season like the first half of the first season was really shit. It was it just wasn't very good. Um and then the second half was amazing cuz uh one one of the Marvel movies that came out halfway through the season changed the status quo completely. So was it Avengers? Um, no, it was um, uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, cool. Because it turns out that Hydra had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And so you have this show where they're trying to set up this like agency and all these, these, these agents. And then a movie comes out that says, actually, you know, half the people were bad guys. And, uh, and then from there it, it gets better and better. And I, I sort of fizzled out and stopped watching it. Um, but I'm, I'm watching it and uh, been really enjoying that. Um, plus, it's companion show Agent Carter, um, which uh, is set in the um, like late '40s after World War II, with um, yep. Haley Atwell playing Peggy Carter, uh, yep. and she that's just fantastic. She's so good, um, and that's just a really that's really fun. Um, uh, so, season one of Agents of Shield and both seasons of Agent Carter on Disney Plus. Um, and then the rest oh. of Agents of Shields, I don't know where it is. Um, in terms of stuff to watch, I recently watched Beastie Boy Story. Have any of you seen that? No, I haven't. No. So it's on Apple TV Plus, which I because I I got a new phone recently, I got a free a year for free. Yeah, I wouldn't really recommend subscribing to it because it, unlike Netflix and Stan, there's no catalog. Yeah, it's only originals that you get access to. Everything else you have to pay for, which is kind of shit. There are some pretty good um, originals. Um, there are some pretty good originals. Like the the other really good one is For All Mankind. Okay. Is um, It's like an alternate history where the Soviets landed on the moon first. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, um, cool. It's all about the space race, if that happened. And then... Um, yeah. Look, there's some, yeah. there's some in- interesting looking originals on there, but like, I don't know, like, if, if I didn't get it for free, I'm not sure if I would have bothered yeah. with it because there's there's not really a whole lot the, more. It's not a wide range, no. So yeah, but yeah, check out Beastie Boy story. It's um, it's a it's the, pretty much the origin story of the Beastie Boys. It's fucking great. If you like the, the Beastie Boys, yeah, I'm I'm really keen to check that out. Sounds great. I didn't even know it existed, so thank you. Yeah, I think it's like um, they did a stage show. That that was based on their book, um, and then Spike Jones filmed it. Well, he's like he kind of directed the stage show, and then he filmed it as well and cut it into a movie. Have you guys had a chance to watch Parasite yet? Yeah, no, I not yet. Ages, no. I watched it ages oh, ago. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. It is good. I really need to watch it. Yeah, yeah I need to watch it as well. Um, yeah. Also, uh, the new Pixar film Onward is on Disney Plus. Yeah, 
seen that as well. That's good. Um, that I enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I used to be like totally into the, every everything Pixar had made, and then uh, I guess I dropped off for a while. And then Cars Two. Yeah, did... I guess Cars Two just made me lost in. Or the Good Dinosaur. They're they're, they're they're the two yeah. worst. I reckon. They they did yeah. drop off, but they, this was billed as, as their triumphant return. And I yeah. even heard it described as. Um, Frozen for boys. Mm, well, or, or, yeah, or, I can see or, it. I can see it as that. Um, I don't know if it's their triumphant return. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Frozen wasn't for boys. <laughs> I, just, I love Frozen. I love let Frozen. It, as let well. it go, Adrian. Let it go. <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't seen Frozen. Frozen's great. Oh, you Have you seen Frozen here? too, Adrian? I, I haven't seen Frozen too. Also on Disney Plus now. On, on so, four yeah. times a day over here. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, any any other stuff to watch? Actually, I have one. Um, so on Netflix, there's a there's a movie that's been out for a while. Uh, it came out a while ago, but it's only come out on Australian Netflix recently. It's called Coherence, and it's kind of like a time travel thriller, low budget kind of thing. It's it's pretty super great. Okay. So. I'm not going to say more about it, but right. yeah, I think me of... saying time travel is actually a bit of a spoiler, even. No, but yeah, okay. I'll tell you what not to watch on Netflix is don't watch Extraction. Yeah, I've heard okay. that. Yeah, um, Sorry. yeah, not <laughs> not no, not a cool story. It's it's just <laughs> yeah. Billions is that the Ryan Reynolds one? No, it's the Thor guy. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, oh, and he's like a mercenary, and he's got to rescue a drug dealer's son from a kidnap in India. But yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of what not to watch, don't watch um, Six Underground. That was fucking awful as well. What was that? That was the Ryan Reynolds one. That oh, was the, okay. yeah. Where he like he assembles a team of people to take down a dictator or something, and it's 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 by Michael Bay. Ugh. And I was expecting like The Rock or or Con Air or something, but yeah, no, nah, it was I got Transformers. It was shit. <laughs> yeah, Billions is back this week, fourth season, I think. Yeah, I, I never got into that. But really, I love yeah. it. I watched like half of the third yeah. season. Yeah, I never really got into it. So mm. all right, I'll check it out. I know I've recommended it before, but I've seen this week that um, Pine Gap is back on Netflix. And if you haven't watched that, yeah. it's actually very yeah, apt to watch right now. that a while ago, yeah. right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's popped up on Netflix this week, So, um, which is sort yeah, of like, it's Australian. It's filmed in Australia. It's about this like joint, it's a real thing. It's a joint American-Australian spy base in like Northern Territory or something like that. But um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, cool. It's very apt with today's politics, so worth watching. Um. I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but I've also been going back and watching all the Studio Ghibli movies, which are on Netflix. Oh, it's because they're all on Netflix now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of doing it like a staggered release of all of them. Yeah, I, I, I realize there's a, a good half of them I haven't haven't watched yet. So, yeah, I'm making my way through those. Yeah, I, I thought I don't think I've watched most of them to be honest. Mm. Um, kind of. A segue onto if we're if we're going to talk about food in this episode, but kind of a segue to food. I've been watching a lot of the "That's What I Reckon" uh, <laughs> recipes. Yeah, they've been very good. I've really enjoyed them. What's it called? Sorry, it's I like, missed that. 
So it's kind of super simple um, do-it-yourself-at-home recipes that doesn't use jar sauce. For, so like pasta and curry and stuff like that. And a lot of it I already knew, but some of it I, I didn't. And it's just like really funny. It's, it's like a comedian that does it. So it's a guy, he's like a full, like, he's very inner west. But he actually lives in Marrickville, and his name's Nat, and he's got a. He had a YouTube channel called Nat's What I Reckon, and previously, like, he would just go to like the boat show or the tattoo sh- show or stuff like that, and just like do really awkward interviews with people. Um, but yeah, in lockdown, he's turned his channel into like a, a cooking show, and he's like actually could. He's a really good cook, and he's just like cooking things to for you to cook for dinner during lockdown and it's uh, really good yeah so it's like bolognese sauce and carbonara and shit like that um apparently he's getting quite popular in the us as well um so apparently dave Grohl's like messaged him to to say that he's trying out his recipes <laughs> <That's sick>. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. yeah but yeah he's just he's he's fucking hilarious and if you if you you got the time Go back and just even watch any of his like non cooking videos. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, I haven't actually, I haven't actually watched any of his non cooking videos. Yeah, they're, they're pretty funny. He's just like a lot of it's him just like going to like you know like summer nats and like really bogan shit and just like interviewing people and just paying the fuck out of them in a without them knowing sort of a thing. But yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, um, he he comes in the batch all the time. He's a, he's a fucking funny dude. Oh, sick. Yeah, cool. Um, any other any other food recommendations while we're on it? Um, I don't know if I'd recommended it before. I think I probably have. Um, I've been getting a lot of use out of my pressure cooker. Um, okay, yeah, and, you have. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, so I'll give that a, a re-reco. Um, yeah. I did a couple of highlights. I did a chicken fur the other day in it, Ooh. and it was nice. so easy and so good. Um. Oh, send me the link and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much everything I cook is a serious eats recipe. Yeah. Um. So I'll just yeah, I've been getting onto them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I did a butter chicken in it that was yum. Uh. I did an also buco beef also buco in it as well. And um, we were left with like after I'd served it, uh, we did it like on a polenta mash, and after I'd served it, the pot was still like half full of like all the veggies and the soup basically. And I, so I just like took the hand blender and blended that. And we had tomato soup for lunch the next day, oh, but it was like nice. a beefy tomato soup. It was beautiful. It's great. Um, Served with your roast potatoes, I presume. Oh, my roast potatoes. It's, I've been getting, I did them again last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'd have to write a recipe and put it in the show notes for your roast potatoes, Tom. Well, again, it's a serious eats recipe. So uh, <laughs> we'll, I will make I'll, sure I'll Adrian's it, got that. Yeah, I'll put it in the notes this time. I did have the link last time. Yeah. Just, it disappeared, and 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 try, so I've done them with both duck fat and olive oil, and uh, yeah. I did them with duck fat last night, and uh, it was uh, it was beautiful. Nice. nice, yeah. I um I recently like I think this was Friday night, and I was like, no, it was Thursday night, and I was like, because usually I'd just go out on Thursday night, get really drunk, get a kebab, and I was like, I need a kebab right now. So I looked up how to make kebab meat. Oh. So I've been like, yeah, I've been like kind of researching different meats that you can put in like a kebab. So like gyros, kebab meat. Um, Isn't it mainly so rodent? 
that kind of thing. It's actually like you just use regular lamb mince or beef mince, sometimes pork mince. Yeah, I didn't think uh, the yeah what actually went the meat that went in was that was that taken that seriously. Yeah, it's just um yeah, it's just like um you you can use some pretty high quality ingredients if you want to, but it it needs to have a certain level of fat, and you just chuck in a whole bunch of spices in it. That's like the the basic premise. So I made I made some euros meat and it was okay. Like I think I could make some improvements to it. But how did I've you been, cook it? I've been eating that. So you, it's kind of like a meatloaf. Yeah. So you put it in a, you put it in like a deep pan and you slow roast it for about an hour, and then you let it set. You cool it overnight. You slice it like you would a kebab meat, and then you fry it. I've heard some. Uh some lockdown stories, but missing kebabs and making your own kebab meat is, it's got to be up there. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. We, we've been cooking a, a heap of homes. So There's like three of us. And so we've just been taking turns cooking dinner. So just before we started recording, my, my flatmate made uh, slow cooked lamb shanks for dinner. Oh, amazing. Oh, but, um, mate. My recommendation is not actually cooking, but having people with you that are really into cooking because he's been doing a lot of baking. So he made cinnamon scrolls today. Mm. So, um, oh, yeah, mate. he's been hitting out of the park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I, my my youngest brother, Riley, who's uh, living with us at the moment as well, he um, he loves baking. He does all the baking. So he's been, uh, he's been baking a whole bunch. Um, he's just been perfecting his Anzac biscuits. That's been his. Uh, I was actually life. thinking about making Anzac biscuits tomorrow because I was like, "Fuck, I could go an Anzac biscuit." So, um, so I I do have a couple of chocolate recommendations that I've been super obsessed with recently. Go on. Uh, one of them, the the Cadbury Marble has returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the triumphant return of the Cadbury Marble, which is their uh, their take on the Belgian praline chocolate. Okay, pretty delicious. It's like, look, it's not as good as some of the legit Belgian praline chocolates, but it's cheap, um, so you should check it out. And the other one is the Arnott's uh, Scotch Finger Chocolate Bar. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fucking good. (laughs) It's like bits of Scotch Finger inside a chocolate bar. It's just so great. Isn't there like Uh, a Jats one as well? Yeah, yeah like, I like the Jats one. Like, there's Jats, there's Ice Vovo, there's all the kind of Arnott snacks that you can get inside a chocolate bar. I'm sure it tastes great, but I just have an issue with it because you know it's all the shit they can't sell that they're turning into another product <laughs> to sell to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but like, I'm into it. Yeah, you're into it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the sounds of, a, sounds of a Scotch Finger chocolate. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that would be great. It's great. Um, I'll tell you something, I've, I've got a new video game, I've been playing with it too, I started playing Animal Crossing this week, but you guys covered that, um, but then I, I got up another game that I've been like, keeping an eye on that came up for like 10 bucks on Steam, and it's called uh, Not For Broadcast, and it's basically like, the whole game is you're the like, editor of a news show, mm. but like it's set in like a, like a very like, modern like, communist country and you got to do the live edits for the for the news show oh, so you have like, like papers please yes like that but it's actual like videos and they're filmed oh, with wow. videos and it's like really so like there's like you know four screens and you got to like cut to feed and do like the censorship like the three second beep and stuff like that 
but um, it's it's pretty funny. Like it's, it's a season one, so like it only you know, if the game can go for about forty five minutes an hour, but they've got more content coming. But like it's so insane, like the amount of depth to all this content because like each there's like what four cameras and each of them's got shit that you got to cut across. But you can go back once you've done a level and watch all the raw footage. And like it's pretty insane, and the things you do change how it reacts on screen and stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, yeah, it's 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 good laugh. It's good fun. Yeah, cool. Huh. That sounds super interesting. It is super interesting. It's a good game, probably yeah. if you've got a potato computer, because I wouldn't imagine it's that intensive. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was on Steam yeah. for like ten, fifteen bucks or something like that. So if you see it, grab it. Um, so speaking of games for potato computers and also on Steam, uh, I've been playing out there which is, uh, I think it was originally an iOS game, and you can still get it on iOS. And it's, uh, have you guys played FTL? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like that, but more narrative-driven and less, like, there's no combat. But it's all like, you, you're trying to get to a destination, and you have limited resources. And it's like super, like, I've I've heard review, reviewers saying, well, I've played two years of this, so I've, I've never finished the game. Wow. That kind of thing, um, but yeah, it's like it's 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 like it's like that. But yeah, you just go through all these solar systems trying to get resources to get to your destination, kind of thing. It's really cool. What's it called again? Uh, out there, out there. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like very narrative heavy. So like, you you get to a new solar system and you get this kind of narrative bit going. Oh, this is. This is day twenty-seven, and yesterday you know, I, I started losing my hair because of the solar beams or whatever. That kind of thing. Um, on the topic of games, I've got a couple. Um, so uh, one of them is um, Legends of Rune Terror. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's now out on um, mobile and PC. It's out of beta, so it's the. Um, you know how Hearthstone is like the card game set in the World of Warcraft universe? Um, yes. This is the card game set in the League of Legends universe. Okay. Oh. Um, and it's really good. And it's really like um, forgiving for new players. And it it, it feels a lot less um, predatory and like, you know, in-app purchase based than Hearthstone and other games like that. Um, sure. You, you, is it... it you get a lot of cards for just logging in and playing. Yeah, is it uh, multiplayer? Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 an online okay. multiplayer. But you, um, I'm not in. Pardon? I'm not in. <laughs> so the 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 two the, the best mode is um what's called expeditions, where you don't um uh, it doesn't matter what cards you have in your collection. You just uh you build cards as you go. You build your deck as you go from. Um, options you get in a sort of a slay the spire kind of way Mm, um you do play other people who are doing the same thing um but that's really good uh so i I do i do recommend it um also uh kind of on the other side other end of the spectrum i don't know um if you're fans of puzzles and puzzle games um there's a new picross game on the switch oh yeah cool um picross s4 and uh, if, like me, you're obsessed with Picross, um, it rewards you. Uh, it unlocks a mega 
uh, not a mega, and uh, I think it's an ultra or something like a, a super Picross. It's like a forty by um, thirty oh, uh, square grid Picross, but it, it, it unlocks one for the save if you have save files from the p- previous three Picross games on the Switch on your on your Is system. Picross like Sudoku, kind of. It, it's it's not Sudoku. It's basically you have um, two axes, so like the the x and the y axes, and it and it gives you clues. So it tells you how many of the squares are shaded in in that row or that column, uh, and so you have to kind of deduce what's shaded in just from how many of each row there are. Um, so it's a logic game like Sudoku. Okay. So it it, it definitely uh, like tickles the same part of the brain as Sudoku. All right, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Is it like expensive? Because some of those like e games on Switch are pretty pricey. It's usually about like I think the um the first three in the series, Picross S one, two, and three on the Switch, they might still be on special. They were just on special, um, but they're usually they're only about fifteen twenty bucks anyway, oh, yeah. and uh, like yeah, they're hours and hours. So um, uh, like I can probably tell you right now. I've put in. Um, oh, the new one's only fifteen bucks. Yeah, so that that's what I've. The new ones are what I'm playing at the moment. Um, do you do you yeah. have to have the other ones, or is it? Can you just pick up? You don't, you don't have to have the other ones. It just unlocks a few extra puzzles. Yeah, but like the last one I played for forty five hours. The one before that I played for fifty five hours. Um, so yeah, not I'm, anymore, uh, mate. You got a, got a job. Um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I'm still I'm still fitting games in, mate. You know. <laughs> hey guys, hot hot news off the press. Have you seen that um, Akasha TV is launching this? I Friday? saw that. Yeah. What is it? Just it's... like the YouTube channel, Akasha YouTube channel, sort of a thing. Yeah. So the yeah. first episode on Friday at did it say seven pm? I think. That's is fun. Dave uh, interviewing George Atkin. Yeah. Cool. That'd be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Friday at five PM. Sorry, not seven PM. I'll I'll have to check that out. Nice. Yeah, they've been doing pretty well. Um, I think they've gotten a fair bit of support throughout this period. Um, they just released the Sabro Hop IPA. Mm. So yeah, I, I like everyone else. I wanted to get my hands on that, but yeah, I haven't I haven't done. Yeah, um, me neither. But they've also did they also announce that they're um, shipping nationwide now as well. Yes. So. I think um, it's pretty cheap shipping within Sydney, but if you're outside of Sydney Metro, you can get $10 shipping. Yeah, just for like a launch period, yeah. So get in there quick. So, yeah, good on them. I'm excited. That's cool. Um, All right, so we're running pretty long now. Yeah. Any last recommendations? That's it for me. No, I'm about tapped out. Yeah, cool. Any, um, do we have any more stupid ideas for the next episode? <laughs> um, yeah, it can't be worse than watching. <laughs> Just what? think about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll think about it. We'll I'm be, sure we can we'll come be up with a stupid idea. Soon. We'll be back with you soon. Maybe we can try and rope someone else in for a, for a, a Skype interview or something like. Yeah. An interview would be great. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try to get somebody. All right. Okay. Um, catch you guys next time. Stay safe. Wash your hands, etc., 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 etc. Adios. Cheers. See you later. Adios. Cheers, mate.